surgeons keep our hearts beating. They do the amazing, help save lives, and so can you. Your CSL Plasma donation can help create 24 critical life-saving medicines that can give Grandpa the chance for his heart to swell when he meets his new grandson or give a bride the chance for her heart to skip a beat on her wedding day. Every plasma donation helps more than you know. Do the amazing. Help save lives. Donate today at your local CSL Plasma Center and be rewarded for your generosity. Welcome to Let's Talk About It with Taylor Nolan. I am your host, Taylor, and today I have a very dear friend of mine on. Um, her first time on any podcast, first time on my podcast, and we're going to get pretty vulnerable today. We're going to share um, her story with faith, her story with self-love, um, her story with bitterness, um, and I think they're all things that are pretty relatable for everyone. So welcome, Morgan, to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Um, So I want to give people kind of like a quick background as to like who you are, how I know you. And how do we know each other, <laughs> and which I feel, is a great story. It is, and I feel like we could do a whole episode just on like our friendship and the dynamics around mm-hmm. how we met. Yeah. So every year in Seattle, there's this big boating festival called Seafair, and Morgan and I ended up on a boat <laughs> with a bunch of like professional athletes, mm. and it was it's fair to say that most of the girls on the boat, it was kind of like a weird like competition thing. It was clicky. I would say mm-hmm. that it was very clicky. Yeah. yeah. It was really clicky and it was just a bit uncomfortable. And this was right yeah. before I was going on the show. Yeah. And for me, I was like, oh, this is like great practice, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, I think it was just funny because it's like you and I are both kind of like the people who like when we're somewhere and we're out and about, we're like, um, you know, I'm down to meet anyone and mm-hmm. everyone and just like make friends and have the best night ever. And it was just funny because when we got there, there was a lot of not that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I, was, I think we just sought each other out and like. Yeah. And you were so nice. And I remember just being like so drawn to your energy. And I was just like, this chick, like, she's just like so nice. And like, mm-hmm. you know, being another girl in this boat, it's kind of weird, but like, she's being really friendly to me. And I was like, I want to be friends with her. Yeah. And then we kind of just like, became friends totally um and now two years later yeah i consider you one of my dearest friends 100%. and was I've it seen taylor you... was it three years was ago? it three i think it might have been three <laughs> time flies when you're having fun <laughs> sure does maybe it's two i have no idea Time's I don't know. Fun. We'd have to go back probably like via Instagram yeah, and figure will. out <laughs> which seafair that was. Um, and that's how like people like figure it out timelines these days. Let's, let's yes. go to Instagram and let's figure it out. It is. That's also like how you make friends in Seattle. It's just like random totally. boating days. 100%. Just making girlfriends out on boats. That's why people live here. But we tell people not to live here because it's awful quote unquote weather. Yes. We're it's really just you. like there's a lot of people here and we don't want more. But yeah. like you're welcome to visit. Yeah. <laughs> come visit. Come experience the weather. The beauty yeah. this. Exactly. But I know through the two or maybe three years that yeah. we've been friends, I've seen you like grow and challenge yourself yeah. and just enter like a totally different era almost. Totally different stage totally. of your life. And some of it I don't really know about. Um, but I remember when I met you, you know, you were like my fun like we're gonna go party (laughs) like we're gonna go out dancing like it's all about like getting the guys and now you're in like a very different place and so I'm so thankful that you're gonna you Mm -hmm. know 
open up and kind of share Thank a little you. bit about your journey with all this. Okay. And I mean, where where would you say all this kind of started? Like we got where you're at now, totally. you know, you're very involved in your faith and mm-hmm. and, and finding finding that. Totally. Um, but where where did that, you know, emphasis in your life start? Yeah, I mean, it's, well, I think the one thing that I've enjoyed the most about you and I's friendship is the fact that you and I have never needed to believe what the other believes in terms of spirituality Mm -hmm. um, to really connect and to, like, find, like, common ground and believe in each other and support each other. And I think the thing that you and I always connected one from day one is the fact that, like, I don't know, like, we were always able to have real and raw conversations. Mm -hmm. I think you and I have always been on a journey to better ourselves and to find the truth about who we are kind of thing. And so... That was a journey on that you like literally caught me in like mid storm. I think like mm-hmm. I was I had just kind of found my faith, which is just kind of an interesting story, yeah, to begin with. And you caught me like literally like right in the beginning stages of mm-hmm. what that looked like for me. And it was kind of crazy because I mean I think back to like what was like my mental state before I found my faith, which was like yeah maybe a year before I found you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> found you. <laughs> just picked her on up on a boat. She's mine yep. now. <laughs> Before we found each other. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. It's, so it's kind of crazy because I went all throughout life, like, not mm. knowing anything about God or, like, church or anything along those lines. Like, I was not involved. Yeah. I mean, the extent of my, like, church life, which was none, was Easter, mm-hmm. and there was a bunny and chocolate and yeah. tie-dyed eggs. And, like, Christmas and, and Christmas. You know, Santa. That Those were my, quote-unquote, church-related events, which were not even church-related because I didn't even go inside anything. So (laughs) didn't even go inside a church, but it was, you know, But I celebrated Easter. Like, why would you not end Christmas? Of Mm -hmm. course I did. Um, But I don't know. So, like, I would think back to all of that time up in, like, my life up until that point, up until I was 26. I just, like, I feel like I can look back on that and just think about a very lost person. Like, Mm. I would describe myself as just, like, incredibly lost. I didn't know who I was. I didn't really... I didn't know the hurt that I carried like as a human, Mm -hmm. which I think all of us do. We all go throughout life and we like life and have like this hurt that we carry and don't really Mm -hmm. talk about or think about. And it's from like relationships. It's from different life experiences from when we're younger to like our high school, college, whatever. And then I think there's also a lot of hurt that comes from like, worldly pressures like and not being able to mm-hmm. live up to those worldly pressures and especially so, at different like ages and that's a big thing totally yeah. at every age I mean mm-hmm. it starts at elementary school and you're already comparing yourself to the girl next to you and yeah. like how awful is that that an elementary school girl has to compare clothes yep and so it's just like all of these like failed hurts I guess and then from those hurts I what I've really come to know is that we start telling ourselves lies from those hurts mm-hmm. and start building fake truths in a real way you know what I mean and I started telling myself lies and then from that like gained insecurities mm-hmm. and what it, kind of lies did you realize you were telling yourself I feel like a lot of it was like I mean I even think about it and it's like unlovable like right like mm-hmm. from failed relationships and failed like life events or just like different life events from my childhood I just like I almost in a sense feel like I had like abandonment issues I never felt like I felt like I could be friends with anyone on a surface mm-hmm. level but yeah. if I got to the depths of it I would a never would let anyone close because I always felt like if they got too near to me they would really figure out like oh I actually wasn't that interesting or maybe I was too mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. or which should have indicated to myself that it was a lie what because like what is it am I either too much or am I not enough yeah. it, anyway so 
I feel like I kind of dabbled in just self-worth, like Mm -hmm. not knowing my worth and my value. And so that was like really hard. And I think that left me feeling just incredibly alone and it led to a lifestyle, which you kind of caught the tail end of. I sure did. (laughs) You sure saw it, didn't you? Oh gosh. Saw saw a little bit of it. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And and how how would you describe that? I mean, for people listening that don't know you, like why, why would someone think that about you? Totally. I mean, well, it was just my lifestyle. I had, you know, come off of college a few years earlier and partying was still so normal. Mm -hmm. Like drinking heavily was still so normal. Mm -hmm. And I think, I don't know. So when you start filling your life with empty things on top of already not dealing with yourself, you're of course left feeling empty. And I think about that with partying and I think about that with like, even just like that was the weekends, but during the week, I just kept myself busy too. I went from happy hour to mm-hmm. happy hour to from happy hour to shopping, which don't yeah. get me wrong. Those are amazing things. <laughs> but yeah. I think there's something to be said about I wasn't doing anything in my schedule that allowed time for me. Yeah. And that's what, I mean, in a few episodes back, Kit and I really dug into a lot of the Brene Brown stuff yeah. and, you know, the, how we avoid totally. vulnerability. And one of those yeah. uh, vulnerability armors is the crazy busy, Totally, you know, where we're just going throughout our day and we have this to go to and we have this to do. Yeah. And it's a way to protect ourselves yeah. from really actually dealing with some of that hurt and totally. that maybe abandonment or the sense of feeling like you failed and mm-hmm. it, it can, it'll definitely catch up to you. Yeah. Oh, and did it ever. <laughs> and oh, did it. <laughs> did it. I, I don't know. It's kind of crazy because I just think about like I was 100% masking my pain with emptiness, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think obviously, I mean, I can look at it now and be like, okay, well, yeah, obviously if you are have an empty life or have empty things and of course you're going to have an empty life and like I can look at it now. But I think there's something to be said like when you're in it though. You know what I mean? When you're in that lifestyle and it feels like that's the only way you can do life and that's how everyone else does life or that's what you're thinking. And if you're not doing that, what does that say about you? Totally. It's like this huge, I don't know, it was just so hard. And so Mm -hmm. I think I I got to a place where, yes, I was surrounded by people and my social calendar was so full Mm -hmm. and everyone knew me as like fun, bubbly Morgan. Mm -hmm. But that's not how I was on the inside. Like I was... I was slowly but surely becoming more and more depressed. And, mm-hmm. like, I don't think any of my friends knew it. I don't think I knew it. No. No. All, yeah. It's just, it's kind of crazy to to think back. But, too, I think it's just, like, I finally got to such a low place. Mm-hmm. And my depression was so real that I I literally began to have, like, just, like, suicidal thoughts. Like, mm-hmm. that's when I think I really began to, like, question, like, very serious things. Like, I genuinely I don't even know how to describe it fully but I was just so alone and like it got to a point where I was like what like what is my purpose like who am I and like what Mm -hmm. am I worth and like do people actually actually care like and that was just like a very really hard place to be Mm -hmm. and it definitely I mean it definitely got to a point where obviously like something had to change but I didn't know it and I just remember I like it was like honestly I think it was like a random Tuesday and I had gotten home from work and it was just like an emotionally, a very emotional day. And I'd gotten home and I just remember like being so done. Like I was mm-hmm. just like, I just like could not do it anymore. It was like more, more like people telling me or making me feel like I wasn't worth it. And myself making myself feel like that I wasn't mm-hmm. worth it. And like I just remember the moment I shut my door, like I just began to just like, ball like I and it was uncontrollable and I couldn't stop and like I didn't 
I just like knew that I was done. I was genuinely, genuinely done. And I remember like walking into my kitchen and I grabbed a knife and I went and I like sat down on my living room floor, like on my hands and knees. And I just remember sobbing. Like I was crying so hard I could barely even see. And I just like, I looked down at this knife and I was like, am I really going to do this? Mm -hmm. Like, am I like genuinely going to do this? Cause, but I remember like even thinking like, but like, why, like, what else am I doing? Like, what else? Why would I, I don't know how I could possibly go on. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like in that moment, I feel like that's kind of when like, just like I paused in something innately in me, like reached out to God. And it was like, so it was like, it was bizarre because I'd never once talked to God before. I'd never even thought about God in that kind of sense. And I just like, kind of like, I was like, I literally spoke out loud and I was like, God, if you're there and if you care, like I need to know, because I genuinely don't see a way out. I don't think that people care. And like, if this is a, as as a world where people don't care, like, I don't want to be here. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I genuinely think like by the grace of God, like (laughs) I like cried myself to sleep that night, Mm -hmm. like on my living room floor. And then, um, the next morning I woke up to a phone call from a girlfriend who, um, she uh, had grown up in faith, but Mm. she kind of lost her way in college, which is probably why we were such good friends. Mm -hmm. Um, but anyway, she had a really tragic event happen to her. She ended up going home, but through that tragic event, she like refound her faith and just became like this amazingly Mm. strong woman. And it was, it's, she's so inspiring, but Anyway, long story short, I get a phone call from this girl the next day, and her and I had kind of lost touch and hadn't really been speaking, um, but she just called me the next day, and she goes, Morgan, like, this is really crazy, but I just felt like I was supposed to call you. I felt like I was supposed to reach out and see if you wanted to come to church this weekend. Like, it's Easter weekend. You can come Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Just, like, I just felt like I was supposed to call and ask you to come. And, like, I held it together on the phone call. But as soon as I got off, I just wept. And it was almost like, I mean, it was. It was God being like, hey, like, I do see you and I do care. And that was just like, I mean, that changed everything for me. Mm -hmm. And, like, I wouldn't necessarily say that, like, you know, I, I didn't know what it was, but I knew that I needed to go. And I just felt really led to go. So... That Sunday, I drove down to Olympia, Washington. <laughs> Good old Olympia. Right? I think it's like an hour and a half away. Mm-hmm. And I, like, put on a dress. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to church. But, like, yeah. I think they wear dresses, so I'm going to put on a dress. I, like, walked into church. And, oh, my gosh, it was so wild. Like, the moment I walked in, like, they were, like, singing, like, faith-filled songs. And, like, I was just kind of looking around, like, trying to take it all mm-hmm. in and, like, being like, what's going on? But, like, I just... Everyone was so beautiful. I don't even know how to describe it. Like, I just looked around and everyone was, like, beaming. And there was, like, this love that was pouring out from them. And, like, there, that hole that was, like, that black hole in my chest that mm-hmm. literally was about to swallow me whole a few days prior was literally instantly filled up with just hope. Like, I had a newfound hope. And, like, I don't know, that day everything changed for me. Like, literally to the core of who I am, I was just changed. And I knew instantly that this was the path for me. And I knew that this was, like, I didn't know what I was about to endeavor on. Mm-hmm. And, like, I had, I could possibly not have known. Yeah. But I just decided, like, that was it. I ended up, like, finding a church up in Seattle the next week and just, like, getting plugged in. And mm-hmm. I began a journey of figuring out, like, yeah, who God is and who I am and in relation to that. And I don't know, I, like... Well, it sounds like, I mean, first, like, 
thank you for being like vulnerable and sharing all of that and like gives me goosebumps and like makes my heart hurt because I love you so much and like I don't ever want you to feel like you're not worthy of anything or that like no one wants you here you know like that could not be farther from the truth um and and it sounds like you know going to church that that day and and timing and just like the connectedness of life was really present for you that weekend and um you know I think it, it sounds like it was a, a loving community that Definitely. was helping fill that need for like not maybe a sense of worth and a sense mm-hmm. of belonging almost. Like I think that's what what we struggle the most with as human beings. You know, we're so we're such social beings totally. and our highest form of torture is like solitary confinement. Like totally. we lose it in there. And having that sense of belonging, having that sense of community mm-hmm. makes such a difference. And yeah. Your life before, you know, you were with kind of emptiness with people just crazy busy, just going along their life. Just, I got to make this happy hour. I got to do this thing. I got to, you know, put myself out there. I got to go date this person. And and all that busyness was just a lot of like clutter and there was no connection in it for you. Totally. Well, and I think, I think ultimately too, it's like I found something that I could anchor myself to Mm -hmm. that was larger than myself, that was... I don't know. That was so strong. It was like a solid foundation to even like to, cause I, what I needed to do, what I feel like anyone in that situation would need to do regardless of their faith. It's like when you're at that point, like it's like you almost have to like strip everything back. Mm -hmm. And it is exactly like what you said. I feel like, you know, people go throughout their whole lives trying to be like, I'm trying to figure out who I am. And I don't think that it's about that. I think it's about like tearing back the layers Mm -hmm. of life to be like, okay, who am I literally? Cause at the core of who I am, I'm still this person. And I think obviously there were multiple factors in that day for me, but ultimately Mm -hmm. like it was just meant to be my path. And like, it's so crazy now because I look at my mental state and just even right now in this very moment and I've never had more clarity on like Mm. who I am and life and the different situations Mm -hmm. that we find ourselves in, like social dynamics and stuff, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't without like a journey, right? Mm -hmm. Like, especially in the last like 10 months, like, yes. So I, I want to get into that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, definitely. And kind of, again, to talk a little bit about, like, our friendship and our relationship. Yeah. And, you know, I remember you coming to me and saying that you were going to do this internship program with the church. And, mm-hmm. like, I'm not someone that, like, has a lot of friends that go to church. I mean, totally. I have, like, one really close girlfriend who, you know, the one that lives in Germany. If yeah. You guys have heard me talk about her. but um, And, you know, she goes to the same church occasionally, but mm-hmm. not, like, something that's a necessarily consistent routine of hers. Totally. She, she tries as, as mm-hmm. best she can. But other than that, there really isn't anyone in my yeah. life. I didn't grow up with that. And so, you know, I think, again, we're able to kind of manage, like, we may have some different beliefs. We may not necessarily, like, fully understand. But, like, totally. I remember you coming to me and saying you're going to do this internship program and all this stuff. And I was like, I don't really understand that. Like, <laughs> you want to learn more about, yeah. you know, religion? Like, mm-hmm. aren't there you can do that, like, documentaries. and There's, like, <laughs> YouTube for that. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of like, okay, like, if that's, you know, if that's, like, what you're feeling really called for, then, like, totally, like, then yeah. do that, you, you know? You were so supportive. Yeah, but, and for me, I was like, you know, I don't necessarily have to be doing the same thing. I don't totally. necessarily have to have had, like, the same experiences. But totally. it was very clear to me that it was, like, something you were 
like determined to do. Yeah. You were like, no, this is this is what I need to go do. I, I was like, I, I got to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And you really like dove very deep into this like church community. Definitely. Definitely. Like, well, and it's so funny because I feel like when I started it, like for me, I just wanted more like biblical knowledge because I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of like you and I are also very similar in the way. Like I just give me the logistics. Like, yeah. Right. I need, I need to know the things. Like mm-hmm. I want to know all of the things. So <laughs> I think for me, I was going into this and I was thinking, wow, I just want to go like learn more about like logistics. But it's so crazy because I feel like through the last nine months, especially I like really got to understand like it, for me, like who God is and who he says I am. And like he says that I'm loved and accepted and valued. And it's so funny. So I, mm-hmm. I took his truths and then I lined them with my truths. Yeah. I was going to say, but who do you think you are? Right. So I took them and I lined them. And obviously they didn't match. And so yeah. for me, it was about, okay, well, why do they not match? Mm-hmm. And I like definitely don't think that we're meant to be, you know, going through life, looking at a rear view mirror and like looking at our past. But at the same time, I think there's something to be said about pinpointing the source. There's definitely layers to unpack. Yeah, we have to unpack There's it. always stuff to process. And to be able to find that source of, of bitterness, of unhappiness, mm-hmm. of sadness, or whatever it is, that point that, that broke us, that we began mm-hmm. to tell ourselves lives, I think my faith helped me get to that point. Mm-hmm. And I realized it could be different for other people. But for me and for my life, this was my story. And it, and I I could not be more thankful to have gone mm-hmm. through those moments and to look those in the eye and just mm-hmm. been like, okay, well, guess we got to walk through it now. And and I don't think that, you know, now that I've pinpointed these certain hurts, I obviously still think there's more things for me to grow with yeah. as there is everyone. But I, I don't think that just because I pinpointed once there's source, it's always just going to be done now. And like we're yeah. going to be fully... Yeah. I also think that'd be wonderful if things work like that, but totally. that's why we need therapists because that's not always how things exactly. work. <laughs> totally. I think it comes in waves, but I think by, you know, anyone exploring their own personal truth mm-hmm. and figuring out what their source of hurt is, I think by identifying that, I think when it comes in the future, as it comes in like a wave, because that's mm-hmm. how it typically does, I think yeah. we'll more quickly be able to identify mm-hmm what is going on, why we have these emotions, and then remind ourselves that, hey, this isn't true. Like, this isn't who I am. Mm -hmm. Like, I am lovable. I am valued. Mm -hmm. I am accepted. Like, those kind of things. So you kind of, like, gave yourself a little bit of, like, a reality check of, like, is this really true? Totally. Am I really actually unlovable? Yeah. And how do you... How, like what what kind of is the thought process like can you walk through that of like how you then determine or mm-hmm. come to the belief and reframe that you are lovable totally i mean for one example i think the best like the best one is that um gosh um, abandonment mm-hmm. cuz i think about that with failed friendships and failed boyfriends mm-hmm. and so i knew going into trying to uncover that wall mm-hmm. i knew that that was like there but I remember specifically asking God one day, I was like, okay, like, is this the only issue with abandonment that I have? Mm-hmm. And then like, I was sitting there blow drying my hair one day and all of a sudden this memory came back to me like that. And I, I just remembered, mm-hmm. um, an instance where my parents were fighting when we were younger. And one of them, like my parents are both amazing, but of course they fought when they were younger, it's which we happen. all do. Um, and they like one was like I'm done like I'm leaving like and like you know obviously he or she would like come back like the next day or something like that but like as a little girl you just don't know yeah you don't know like is are are they coming back Mm -hmm. and did how much time did go by because I mean you know time is a child like yeah you just don't know these things and 
So to be able to go back to that source and look at that in the face and compare that with my failed relationships and my failed like friendships Mm -hmm. um, and just be able to like look all that clearly in the face and also just realize like a lot of the times it doesn't even have to do with me. Like in that Mm -hmm. certain, certain situation with my parents, like, yeah. They're just young. They're trying to figure it out. They've got a new girl, like, yep. and she's causing havoc, and they're still <laughs> trying to work on themselves. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. so to be able to like look at the situation more clearly mm-hmm. and objectively, yeah. and see it for what it is, and realize it really probably has not anything mm-hmm. to do with me. I mean, some things obviously do, but yeah, there's definitely some things you know with relationships and friendships that you can look yeah. at and be like, what part in this did I play? Totally, and- where's my fault? Mm-hmm. And yeah. then what were the uncontrollables? Yeah. Because I think that's the that's the craziest part about like living life with someone like mm-hmm. with you and I. I mean, like even if like we were to randomly interact on one day, like just because you walk in and you have a sour attitude, not I'm saying you do, but like if you did have a sour attitude, like in my past, I would have been like, oh my god, what did I do? Mm-hmm. Like, is she mad at me? I would, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. But now I can be like, let's think outside yourself for two seconds. Yeah. So you very much like had a tendency to take things personally, and that's so what personally. led to a lot of this bitterness. A lot of bitterness. I mean. Well, and I think, I think for bitterness for me now, like I think there was bitterness with just like failed relationships, and so I think that's where a lot of my bitterness like came from. Mm-hmm. But I think bitterness, even in my current life, I feel like something that my faith has allowed me to do is look at people more compassionately. Yes. And so I feel like there are certain situations now that I find myself in, but I still, of course, have human tendencies. Mm-hmm. I still tend to be selfish and I still yeah. tend to be like, well, why didn't they think of me first? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or like, why would they do this without thinking something mm-hmm. through? And then that, like, I realize that the core of that is bitterness, right? Yeah. I remember when I think we were at like Cary Park or something yeah. and having a picnic. It was recently when I had moved to this apartment and we were like up there and you had started talking a little bit about the things you've been reflecting on and you were like, yeah, bitterness. Like Mm -hmm. I want to do like, you know, like a workshop, like a group on bitterness. And I was like, whoa. And that was, (laughs) I think when it like first clicked with me, I was like, Morgan's got to come on the pod. Like we got to talk about this stuff. Cause I don't think like there are certainly other emotions and and stuff that people I think can acknowledge, like being upset or feeling hurt or feeling like resentful, but like bitter. To be bitter. Like how... How do you see bitterness? How do you like recognize bitterness in yourself? I think like, well, I think the root of all bitterness does come from selfishness. It does come from pride. It comes from pride. pride. You know what I mean? Totally. Pride. And being like, well, Mm -hmm. you should have known. How dare you? You know what I mean? It's like. It's like an ego thing. It's a hundred percent ego thing. And I think there's something so humbling about when you realize that we're all just people on a journey. Mm -hmm. And we're like, like, who am I to like, and even like, I don't know, like bitterness. I mean, even in in relationship to one of my siblings, it's like, well, how could you not be this thoughtful? Like, how could you Mm -hmm. do this? And like, I could sit there and hold a grudge, but at the same time, I'm like, you're also just a human. You're trying to go through life. Like, can I step outside myself for two seconds and realize and have empathy for you? And yes, Mm -hmm. I think it's okay for me. For instance, like, like I like love my brother so much Mm -hmm. and I'm so proud of him and the way that he's going through life. But do I wish that he and I were closer? Like a hundred percent, but he's also just busy with his life. He's got mm-hmm. a girlfriend and part of that is just me accepting like, Hey, we're all growing up. You know what I mean? But yeah. instead of me being like bitter about it and being like, well, why don't we spend more time together? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think there's something to be said about like, yeah. I don't know, just like respecting him and where he's at. Yeah. Well, and I think that there's two, I think there's like two layers of the bitterness almost. I think there's 
One that maybe first comes, I don't know, where you would say, you know, oh, like, I'm feeling really bitter about that. Like, I feel like I've been done wrong mm-hmm. and, like, my ego is hurt. Totally. My pride is hurt. Um, and, like, that hurts. Totally. And that and, and acknowledging that. Just just sitting there so and be like, yeah, that hurts. Mm-hmm. I feel bitter and yeah. I didn't like that. Totally. But then I think there's maybe that second step of like maybe taking a step back mm-hmm. and looking outside yourself and saying, well, what else could be happening totally. in, in this situation? What else could be happening with this person? And when I think about it, I don't, I don't know if maybe we've mentioned it in past episodes. I have wanted to do an episode on just like friendships because mm-hmm. I know that was something I definitely experienced a lot of bitterness with. And when you yeah. talked about like failed friendships, I'm like, ooh, yeah, I used to be real particular totally. when it came to my friendships. Like if I invited, if I made myself vulnerable and I put myself out yeah. there and was like, oh, like, yeah, come over and we'll do this. Or like, oh, let's go and do that. And the person was like, oh, no, I can't. Or like bailed last minute. Instead of being like, oh, like I'm sure they still wanted to hang out and like we'll reschedule and do it a mm-hmm. different time. I'd be like, that person's no longer my friend. Yeah. I'd be like, that was really hurtful. And like, how dare you? Yeah. Like, how would they not want to? And Mm -hmm. then just basically being like, well, that's not what a friendship is. And so they're not my friends anymore. Totally. And and it doesn't lead to deeper connections. It doesn't lead to feeling happier with yourself. No. It leads to the bitterness. It leads to the holding of grudges. And it leads to holding on to that hurt. Mm -hmm. It does. It's just a dangerous place to go. And it is. It's, a, it's like holding on to that hurt. And I think our past experiences play into our bitterness and mm-hmm. the levels of bitterness in which we carry and yes. how quick we are to be like sharp with someone. Yeah, because if you have that one experience with a friend and you experience that bitterness and you're like, oh, I didn't like that they did that. And you kind of hold that grudge, but then you're like, okay, I'm going to move on. Yeah. The next time it happens, that's just, it's just a buildup and it's only going to make things worse. Well, it's going to be sharper. A, I, Side tangent, but isn't it such an interesting thing? Like with like, I think there's something to be said about guarding your heart. Yes, I think there's something that's, to be said. About, that's the vulnerability armors, though. And isn't it an interesting thing about like the more vulnerable, like the higher the bitterness, or like what is that? I mean, that's kind of an interesting thing to think about. Yeah, like about. the more the more risk that you put in, the more vulnerability that that you put out. I mean, say for example, like telling someone that you love them, being in a romantic relationship. I mean, joy and love totally. are like the most vulnerable things you can feel. And so when you're putting yourself out there that right. intensely and then are met with rejection, totally. I think the bitterness is like skyrockets. <laughs> yeah, just like out the door. Yeah, and then I think you're like how you said there's kind of like these layers to like peel back to pinpoint like that hurt. Yeah. And like I I hurt inside. Genuinely hurt, yeah. And it's real. I mean, that's the crazy thing about it is like, well, I think the thing that I've even learned on this journey is like all of our feelings are valid. Yes. But... Say that again, please. All of our feelings are valid. Say that again about yourself. My feelings are valid. Thank you. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> It's just, it's so wild though. It's so wild to think about just like all of my feelings are valid, but there are, are also truths to situations that are beyond mm-hmm. myself. Yes. And to then... It's com- beautiful. Right. But then to be able to mesh those two and walk that fine line in life really is truly a balance. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a balance between who am I and what am I willing to like compromise? What am I not willing to compromise? And mm-hmm. especially in friendships and relationships, it's kind of like, okay, well, I do want to believe in the best in you. Yeah. Because I do. I, I'm such a person, especially now, like 
I realize we all have a history. We all have things that we're struggling with. And so I do want to believe the best in people, but there Mm -hmm. is such a fine line between I do need to guard my heart. And so Mm -hmm. that, the answer, the perfect answer to that, there isn't one, Mm -hmm. you know, but how do you find that now, like playing out in your life, guarding your heart, being aware of that bitterness, putting yourself out there and having these deeper connections. Totally. I think it's been such an interesting, especially like I say, so now it's summer, my internship has been over Mm -hmm. and it's been such an interesting situation or just dynamic to watch Mm -hmm. myself outside of, I mean, I was doing church related activities four or five days a week. A lot. I remember there was like a solid period of time where I was like, I mean, when I was in town, because yeah. I wasn't in town very frequently, yeah, but when I was home, yeah. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm, there's no point in hitting up Morgan. I know she's going to be busy <laughs> doing something with church, so totally. she'll hit me up when she wants to get together and when, like, she's got the time, you know, yeah. but you were very invested. Yeah, no, and I think I, I, for my personal self, like, I needed to fully dive in mm-hmm. to be able to give myself over to, like, contemplate my life and my relationship with God for four days yeah. out of the week. That's a lot. Yeah. And so like I think the biggest reason for my growth is the fact that I just genuinely dedicated mm-hmm. four days a week to it. And like that was huge, right? But so anyways, back to our story. I was mm-hmm. what's really interesting about that is now that I'm out of the safe little cocoon of, yeah. you know, all of that and I'm back in my life, it's just so interesting to still maintain who I believe to be mm-hmm. in the world that we live in. Yeah. Cause I still I I still want to believe the best in everybody. Mm-hmm. Like just because people are at different places than I'm at, I don't think that my way is better than anyone else's way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and so like, but at the same time, there are relationships in my life that are really hard on me and they do really push mm-hmm. my, my character and my value. And it's just, you know, life is so easy. Mm-hmm. Like social pressures are easy. Yeah. And so, I mean, how then did like that change I mean I know how our friendship has mm-hmm. evolved and and been impacted um and influenced by this experience of mm-hmm. yours this journey that totally. you're on how has that impacted it with other areas of your life like your other relationships both totally. you know during and now coming back out of it kind of and you're still kind of in it totally but. um I've definitely I think what I've been really surprised about is like all of my friends have been super, so most of my friends have been super supportive in mm-hmm. terms of being like, okay, this is what you feel like you need to do. Like you should mm-hmm. go do it. Cause I mean, when I say that none of my friends were Christians, like <laughs> none of my friends, were, <laughs> none of my friends before this were really Christians. So they're all like, wait, you're doing what? Yeah. Oh, that's great. You know what I mean? And I'll never forget, like I had, um, one of, I had like a little wine night with some of my college girlfriends mm-hmm. uh, not too long ago. And, you know, we all got together and we all started drinking wine and like, you know, I was, I'm still me. Yeah. I'm still myself. Like I'm still Samuel mm-hmm. Morgan. And it's just so funny. We got like halfway through the night and one of my girlfriends looks over and she goes, I'm just like, so glad that you're still you. Oh, I, I know my heart about melted. And I was like, well, yeah, of course. And I think she just had preconceived notions of what it yes. looked like to be in church and then, mm-hmm. oh, like she genuinely, well, I think she grew up in a very like a Catholic environment, which is very judge, like can be very judgmental. Yeah. Like you feel like you need to fit X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I just, I just felt like you were going to come in with your nose up and you're going to be kind of judgmental. And she's like, I, I know that you're not, but I just, she's like, yeah. I just don't know why I felt like that. And I was just so happy to be like, no, I'm still me. I'm yeah. still normal. I just, I have something that I believe in. And like, mm-hmm. that's the only, like, I'm still me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it is, it's challenging to walk those lines of Mm -hmm. 
Well, and I think, too, you, you know, as I think about the things that you were sharing with me throughout the internship, you know, you were finding your faith, you were finding what you believed in, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, you were also doing things to try to, like, better yourself and better your health and better your emotional and your mental clarity. And I remember one of those things was, like, you didn't want to drink as much. No, I didn't want to drink at all. Yeah, at mm-hmm. all. Um, and we did an episode a while back with my mom talking about substance abuse yeah. um, because she did the dry January thing where mm-hmm. she doesn't drink for 30 days. Um, and, you know, kind of the difficulties and the social pressures there. And, yeah. I mean, my mom's 44 and, you know, still experiences that. I think just this yeah. embedded in our society. But totally. Let's you know. get together and do art and drink. Let's do yoga and, and drink. drink. <laughs> It's like, yeah. why? And, and that was, you know, very much a part of your socializing beforehand. And so how did that, you know, I think people always ask me like how I go out and I'm social and I don't drink. Totally. And, you know, as someone who was kind of like the big party girl and drinking For a sure. lot, like how did you then go about that? And like with your friends, your yeah. other party friends, you know, that drink, not no, me. <laughs> that's so real. Honestly, that's like one of the things like I love about you. Like, cause I like don't feel the need. Like I'm like, thank God I can just like, we can hang out and there's no like, so what are you going to get to drink? Yeah. You know, but which I don't mind. And it's so funny cause I still think about it. Like, do I like to drink? If you ask me that point blank right now, I don't, mm-hmm. do I do it for social engagements for sure and it's because I feel like it makes other people comfortable like I'm not having a glass of wine because I feel like oh my god I need a glass of wine yeah but I I do drink wine with my girlfriends because I just know it you know it's like it makes everyone level but then of course I do then think I'm like well why am I drinking if I don't really particularly care to drink but but for like a period you like didn't no I didn't and I I don't know if you just didn't go out as much but I remember you being like yeah like I think it's kind of like hard for some of them because in some ways I am a little bit different in that you know I don't necessarily want to go out and party and I don't necessarily want to go to all these happy hours totally well I think for me I I did have to retreat like yes I was insanely busy those last 10 months but Mm -hmm. I also think there's something to be said about like I had to completely like step back Mm-hmm. So I could build a very strong backbone about yeah. who I am now and who mm-hmm. I want to be and then be able to come back into this quote unquote life mm-hmm. to then be like, okay, like this is me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to drink tonight. Or sometimes, honestly, you probably do this too. But sometimes I'll just go ask for a cocktail glass, fill it up with some club soda, dash a little lime in there. I mean, that's my go-to. I say, can I get a soda water with mint and lime? Yes. Or I like, can I have a mocktail mojito? Yes, please. Yeah. Yeah, and, and half the time people just don't know that I'm not drinking. Mm-hmm. But like if people ask, like there are definitely days where I'm like, yeah, no, I definitely don't want wine today. Like I, and I'm yeah. not shy about that. But then there are just other situations where I can tell like, my girlfriend's at a really stressful day and she's mm-hmm. like, do you just want to have a glass of wine? I'm not going to make the poor girl sit by herself and not have a glass of wine. You know what I mean? I'm just like, See, and I'll be like, I'll be there for emotional support while totally. you drink the wine. <laughs> Sometimes I'll be like, if I'm like, you know, I'll just put wine, I'll put water in my wine glass. Does that make you feel better? <laughs> like, are you okay? Yes. Yeah. Just hug you. Is that the same? Yeah. I don't know. And also it, this cat mug. The cat mug. Oh, yeah. I can't even. Gotta love it. Basically, it all says my you're mugs. It's perfect on it, by the way, people who can't see this mug. It, you're it, perfect. perfect. Yes. Like they're all that. <laughs> I do too. That was good. That was real good. Um, basically, all my mugs are cat, like crazy cat lady mugs or just cats on them. They're all cat related. Um, but I think, like, yes. one of the things that I 
really love about the last year of your life is mm-hmm. that you've gotten more in touch with a sense of community. Yeah. And, you know, a few weeks ago, this the people that you go to church with do like mm-hmm. a Monday night dinner thing and you've yeah. always wanted me to come. And I didn't even realize that it was like your church <laughs> friends. I had no, I no like, idea. I just thought it was like this group of friends you had. And then I was like, got there. And then you started to explain. And I was like, wait, like I recognize his name. I think that he goes to our church. And I was like, oh, that's a coincidence. <laughs> I know. You just think that all these people I randomly talk about like are all just here like, oh, wait a second. You're like, wait, Mark, how do you know all these people? It's like, but you know, I like church. Go to church with them. You're like, oh. Yeah, but it was, I mean, I got to say, like, for me, for someone who, like, has zero experience Mm -hmm. in churches or around people who go to church, like, everyone was so welcoming and just so kind and just put, like, just all the positive vibes, all the positive energy. and, And no one... It didn't at all feel like, oh, well, do you go to church? Like, and maybe that was like, what's a your worry. resume look like? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. that was like a worry going into it, you know, yeah. of like of being judged. Yeah. But I think that everyone was just so kind. And I think definitely when you look at your life, you know, post undergrad and, yeah. you know, the happy hours and the, just the crazy busyness and the full the social calendar, friends, yeah. all the party friends. Um, that you do, you get so lost in what feeling connected to other people actually feels like. I was actually having a conversation with like this exact subject with um, one of my friends and we were talking about like everyone just longs to be a part of something. Yeah. And you know what? Like you went and like made yourself be a part of something. Like you went and were like, I'm going to be a part of this. This is what I want. So, hello. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And that's that's so much strength to me. That's like so much, that takes a lot of courage to do. Like Mm -hmm. you were in that dark place and like you you could have, like you had options. Totally. You know, but like you chose to go get connected. Yeah. I was, I just truly felt like I was led to get connected. And like, I just feel like whether you feel like it's the universe pointing in a direction mm-hmm. or God or whatever name you want to put on it. Mm-hmm. Like I was led to this. And I think that if there's anything that I like hope that, you know, anyone in that position in a very dark position would feel, it's like, I would just hope that they know that like, this isn't the end of their story. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I feel like so many times when you're in that, like, again, like I feel like it feels like you've got walls on each side. It's like 50 foot over there and 50 foot over there. And like I'm trapped, I'm stuck. But people, the thing that I've even learned about myself, and I'm no different than anyone listening to this podcast, Mm -hmm. like you have everything in you right now that you need to be successful and you have everything in you right now to overcome this. And like, yes, hardship is real. Mm -hmm. And some people are experiencing hardship after hardship after hardship. And like, it feels like you cannot come up for air. And like, Mm -hmm. I, and those, that's real. Mm -hmm. Again, your feelings feelings are are valid. Yeah. Your feelings are valid. Your feelings are very real, but also what is real is that you have the ability to to step back and and really start getting introspective with yourself and being like, okay who am i mm-hmm. and what do i believe and like and just like and figuring out who you are finding your own personal truth yeah that's the thing that keeps ringing so clear to me is like your what is your personal truth like mm-hmm. what is your personal truth and like for me this is my story but so many other people like you have your own personal truths mm-hmm. and like what you found out about yourself and i think 
that's what I even admire about you even doing this podcast. Mm -hmm. Like genuinely, I am just like so blown away. Like not only do I love getting to have these kind of conversations with you, Mm -hmm. but I love that you share this with everyone else because I think that that being in that dark hole, the reason it's so dark is because we don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. We get isolated. We get like into this spot where we feel like no one understands or cares or wants to care. And that's just simply not true. I think that we need to encourage each other to have these kinds of conversations to, to like let light in very dark situations. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that light reminds us that we are stronger than we think and that there are people who will cheer us on. And if you don't have people in your life that will cheer you on, you need to find another group of friends Mm -hmm. that, that they are still there. You just haven't found them yet. Yeah, exactly. And there, Mm -hmm. there is always a community. Like I know so many friends who have were also in the very similar position and they ended up getting incredibly plugged into yoga and going mm-hmm. and going to yoga retreats and learning how to practice thoroughly and then they've gotten really involved in that community and they're now involved in a community that is so for them and encourages them. Yeah. And it's so true because I think about like, you know, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Hmm. It's such a real saying. And also like the people you surround yourself with are a, a, a reflection of you. Yes. A hundred percent. That can get scary. It was. It can get very scary. It can get very scary, but I Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I just, it's, there's so much more to life than Mm -hmm. what we think. And it's just, it's so easy to get in that, that space where it feels very narrow, but. Mm -hmm. Well, you definitely, you like had a major reality check in some ways. Yeah. Of like your priorities and of what, of, yeah. of where you're getting your worth from, you know? Do yeah. you get your worth based on how many photos you post on Instagram and how many happy yeah. hours you get to and how many matches you get on Bumble or Tinder? Right. Like, is that how you measure your worth? Totally. It is. It's really hard. And it honestly, I had to get off dating apps for that exact reason hmm. because you just go through and it's like, you're just swiping away and you're like, oh my God. And then the guy you like swipe right on all of a sudden doesn't like you. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, I'm worthless. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not to Dating mention. to be a whole other episode. <laughs> it really does. Um, I My sure description of Tinder or anything along those lines, it's like going into, I you know, like a shopping store that has just so much merchandise yeah. and you walk in and there's just too much. Yeah. There's too much mm-hmm. merchandise. I can't sift mm-hmm. through it all. Well, have you read uh, Modern Romance by Aziz? No, I have that on audiobook and I need to listen it's to it. It's so good. It's on my bookshelf right over there. Um, have to borrow it afterwards. But yeah, that's part of the thing he talks about is like we are paralyzed by how many options we have in so dating. So many options. It's a very real thing. Um, I also just want to share with everyone as I'm looking at this, like, Morgan is the most prepared guest I've ever had on the pod <laughs> because she, and this is again, what I just so appreciate about you. Like you're just so thoughtful and so introspective and like you wrote out a whole outline of yeah. what you wanted to share and like how you wanted to share it. And like, that's so beautiful to me. Well, you're just amazing. I like what you're doing here is like very real. You know what I mean? And I don't take that lightly. Yeah. Like, I'm so humbled and honored that you would even have me on here. Like, it blows my mind. Of course. But seriously, though, I think the conversations that you cultivate by this podcast, I mean, I... I know I have friends who don't know that I'm friends with you (laughs) have told me about your podcast. Well, and then I, of course, told them afterwards, I was like, yeah, I'm like friends with her, actually. And But they're like, man, her podcasts are just so amazing. She's Mm -hmm. like, they truly give me life. And like, I know that you know this. I know that people have left you some comments, but truly like you make a difference. And 
It's well, and like we all make a difference. And that's like the point I want to make with it is like, yes. w- you know, part of me wanting to do it was just like, yeah, I have these conversations with people all the time. And like more people should be hearing these conversations totally. because. And normalizing these conversations yeah. is really what it is too. Because I think it goes back to that com- mm-hmm. piece we were talking about earlier, like bringing light to a dark situation. Absolutely. All of these things that you talk about are really hard. And I think that it would be really easy for us to have a very closed fist about mm-hmm. it. But if we open our fist up, we allow, like, people to come in and, like, situations and, like, healing to come in. Yeah, I mean, when we're, like, a fist, it's, like, us protecting our heart. We're completely closed. Like, maybe just one finger at a time. Let's slowly open the the fist. And that's such a good point, too. Like, give yourself grace. Like, Mm -hmm. I was not just one day healed. Yeah. You know what I mean? It has taken me months. It will still take me the rest of my life to just be able to, like, walk through these things and... I think that a lot of times people are like, they start making headway on like mm-hmm. what they're doing, whether that be maybe they're trying to like eat better, maybe they're trying to lose weight, or yeah. maybe they're like making me- like like gains with like their mental like mm-hmm. health. And all of a sudden they, they quote unquote to themselves think that they relapse. Mm-hmm. And th- well, even with you doing the internship and then just that moment you're blow drying your hair and, yeah. and this memory comes back to you totally. and then it's like, oh, oh, oh yeah, that's there. Totally. But and it doesn't take away... From everything else. Yes. And I think that we need to give ourselves like grace in that instance and be like, hey, you know what? Like, that's okay. Like, mm-hmm. that's normal. Like, I'm not going to be perfect all the time. Yep. And so, and although. You don't have to be perfect all the right, time. I might be on whole 30 and maybe I had a cookie. I can't, you know, mm. I'm not perfect. I Will I try harder next time not to eat the cookie? 100%. <laughs> I will learn from this as I move forward. <laughs> exactly. Take it as it comes, learn from it, and don't let yourself beat yourself up about it because I mm-hmm. feel like when we let ourselves beat ourselves up about things, mm-hmm. we almost get this negative connotation about Absolutely. our efforts. Well, and then we get the negative self-talk and that's where you're telling yourself, yeah. like, you're so alone. Totally. No one cares. Mm-hmm. You're not worth it. You're a loser. You can't even not eat a cookie. Okay, well, it was, like, an amazing cookie. How could I... You know what? Anyways, it's just, like... <laughs> I love the reframe. I love the reframe. Well, you know what? It was an amazing cookie. You know like, I can just see the two different sides, like, on each shoulder, like, going back and so forth real. with each other. It's so real. But, yeah. You gotta, you gotta reframe it with self-compassion. And that's... Yeah. I love that you're bringing that up. We also... Kit and I did an episode on self-compassion. It was, like, I think our third episode or something. And it, it becomes present in at least every episode since yeah and and it's it's so real um just be kind to yourself yeah i know and i realized too like the more empathy i've had for people i started having more empathy for myself but then i almost realized that now like that i'm having more empathy for myself i'm actually having even more empathy Mm -hmm. for other people because it's true it's like how we see ourselves is how we see other people and like if you're judging other people you're probably judging yourself incredibly hard absolutely you know judge other people in areas where we judge ourselves a hundred percent yeah just so hard and i i mean i even think back when to like when i first like really started on this journey it's like i just we have to think of practical ways to get ourselves out of those habits Mm -hmm. because it's a thinking habit yeah it's truly a thinking habit and so i think even for myself i realized i was taking the bus a lot back in the day Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of interesting things to watch on the bus (laughs) A lot. I don't know yes. if any of you have been to the Seattle bus line, but it's, it can get interesting. Good people watching. Great people watching. But I found myself one day and I just didn't like it. I did not like that about myself. I looked at her and I was like, ah, cute girl, haircut, probably use a little work. That's awful. I was being mm-hmm. awful. And then I started realizing that I was just making these judgments, which I think we all do just innately yeah. and we don't mean to. But I think there's something to be said about like re 
I say that a lot. Something to be said. But it's true. Something to be said. Something to be said. <laughs> There's something to be said about all kinds of something that's to be said. Right, exactly. But I remember thinking to myself, I do not want to be this way. This is not who I am. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how we can address a lot of the lies that we've told ourselves. Hey, that's yeah. not who I am. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to do something and still be like, no, that's not who I am anyway. So I started like saying, like, no, every time I say something negative about someone, I'm going to make myself say three nice things about that person. That's amazing. Right? Because I think it's about, not right like myself, but like, right, but, like shifting our mindset. Like, can we look for mm-hmm. the positive things in people before we look for the, to the negative? Yeah. And I think you should be doing that towards yourself as well. I think another hundred percent, you episode, know, my circles. <laughs> another episode we could be doing, uh, yeah. unfortunately we have to wrap up, but, yeah. um, you know, some of the reflecting and personal development you've been doing around yeah. loving yourself body wise, totally. um, is like, I'm just very admirable and yeah. I'm very proud of even your acknowledgement to the areas that you want to work on. Totally. Like emotionally and mentally. Mm. Um, But I think I I definitely want to share ways that you've, you know, you definitely found community within the church. And, um, you know, I'm assuming some journaling here as I look at your journal with all your thoughts down. It's Um, just my regular journal too, actually. Yes. But, and so therapy was not something that you've done? No, I still think about it. Yeah. I still, I mean, I still think that that might be something that, I mean, not might be. I think it's hard because I like look back on all the things that I like worked on and have healed from. And I still mm-hmm. know that there's a giant jar to the left with its <laughs> name on it. And I'm like, ah, we'll get there. Um, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I mean, and that, that's still being kind with yourself. Yeah. Too. And knowing so. that it's a process and knowing that I can't just fix everything in one day. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like just slowly but surely. And I think I would get to a point where like I would definitely want some counsel mm-hmm. and just to be able to like continue this walk because I'm not going to be able to be in class for the rest of my life. That is true. But I, it's. I've but I think always, one of the most important things, even that you'll find through therapy, is having that community, yeah. having that social support. And I'm so proud of you, and I'm so happy that you found that. Yeah, they're because the best. That, that does so much for just like our mental state, our yeah. emotional state, even for like our physical health. Just being surrounded by people that we feel deeply connected to, and that mm-hmm. we feel you know, give us positive energy and that are going to support us and yeah. that are going to be kind to us and that... And not judge us when we falter. Mm-hmm. I, that's been one of the most interesting things in community that I've, like, even in the last, like, I would say four months, I've really let myself do. Mm-hmm. Like, show my... Show the hard parts of myself and mm-hmm. share those thoughts. With not always the, your highlight reel, like on Instagram. A hundred percent. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, like, share that with my friends, like, my close friends and... And trust that they're not going to judge me. Like, take yeah. that leap of just being like, you know what? They're still going to believe the best mm-hmm. of me. Because I think that's the hardest part about opening up to, like, your friends. Like, even your yeah. good friends. You're like, I don't want them to think less of me. Yeah. Like, I mean, even with you coming on the pod today and sharing a little bit more yeah. about, you know, the dark place that you were in. Some of those details I didn't totally. know, you know? Yeah. But, like, you you hopefully know I'm not going to judge you in that no, way. But that would. I would only want to be there for you yeah. in whatever way you needed me to be. Totally. Even if that meant not being there. Um, but yeah, I just, I'm just, I'm blown away by you. Just, there's so much more that I wish everyone could get to know about Morgan and maybe we'll do more. Maybe you'll be on another one where we, where we talk more because there's just so, 
There's so much to cover. Like, there's so much to like. And I just, I'm like, honestly, you're such an amazing woman. And like, there's so many different, like, <laughs> pieces of yourself that like, just the more, like, like, the more that I'm your friend, like, the more I learn about you and the more that I'm just like, damn, like, this is one dynamic lady. Like, <laughs> so kind, seriously. And like, I hope you know that about yourself. And yeah. I, again, I just, I hope you realize and I hope that you can remember, like, the last 10 months through your internship, even before that, even going forward after that, that like you do yeah. have so much strength and you have so much compassion and like it, you're, you're, you're growing that for yourself. And yeah. I think it's such a like courageous journey to be on because we can very easily just be focused on the social calendars, the happy hours, the partying mm-hmm. that that's so it can be tempting. It's distracting. Totally. And and it's it's the easier way. It is and like the you're taking way. the hard way. And like that yeah. to me, I'm just like I'm so thankful to have you in my life. And I'm so just like you're a wonderful person. So you Honestly. Are. Like I, I want you to know that about yeah. yourself. I I'm I'm getting there. And you're getting there. And getting I there. can't wait for you to get there one day and then Maybe you're blow drying your hair, another thought comes up, and you work through it, and yeah. then you get there again, and it's just going to keep going, and it's a process. Definitely. But I know that just the fact that you're like committed to that kind of personal work of yourself says a yeah. lot about you. And I want to I wanna leave space for you if there's things that you felt like we didn't get to in this episode mm-hmm. that you really want listeners to hear or that yeah. you really want listeners to know about your experience with all of this. Gosh, I don't know. I just, I think people, I just, what I've loved about you and in this segment and even just in life in general, like I just, you're so open and so kind and so non-judgmental to the life that I've chosen. And I, Mm -hmm. I just like want to encourage other people to just love people where they're at. Yeah. You know what I mean? Love people Mm -hmm. where they're at and just like encourage them and love them because if, I feel like if there's anything that our world needs more of, it's compassion. Mm-hmm. And um, who are we to say what someone else should be doing kind of thing. And so, mm-hmm. I don't know. Just thank you for always loving me. Thank you for being so kind to me. And um, I also, you need to open that letter. Oh, my God. That's what it was. That was, was it the letter? Yes, there it is. It's right over there, actually. Oh, it's my God. It was the letter. Okay. But yeah. I'm going to grab this letter. Go do it. Oh, my God. No, it's just a little something, something. But yeah, so I just, I, anyone out there who's like struggling, just keep going, keep believing the best in yourself, all of that good stuff. Like you have Mm -hmm. more in you than you possibly think. By the Mm -hmm. way, it's a cat card for those of you who can't see. Yeah, it's the most adorable cat card I've ever seen. Isn't it so cute? (laughs) (laughs) It's so cute. Do you want me to read it out loud or do you want me to just read it for myself? You can read it out loud. I mean, it's, it's, I think I've already told you Mm -hmm. everything, but. Yes, you did a little bit. You said Tay with a heart. Also, I just want to point out, even like before leaving for Bachelor and before leaving for Paradise, you were like my favorite friend because you like would get me these cute little cards and write me like, remember you got me this like bracelet as a gift, but you just, you sent me off with like so much encouragement and so much support yeah. and of just like, don't forget, like you're wonderful and you're strong and like all this stuff. And I was just like, oh. I'm so touched by like how thoughtful and just sweet you were to me. And I was just like, oh, 
She's such well, a you were about one. to enter a very interesting situation, so I you was. Need, you know, I was like, "You gotta let's strap you up, girl. Let's get you ready to go." <laughs> thanks, thanks. Anytime. Yep. Yes. Oh, you said, "Tay, it's such an honor to talk life with you in general, but especially on your pod. You are truly touching people's lives and making a difference. Never forget that. I'm so proud of you. Love always, Morgan. I will love you always." Thank You're so you. sweet. Thank you again for having me on. Seriously, this was such a blast. And yes. I don't know. Obviously, I'm just like so thankful to do life uh, with you. And that's really what it is. It's like we get to do life together. Like I hope yeah. you guys all out there find yourself a Taylor. <laughs> I hope you guys all find yourself a Morgan. Yep. And if you don't find yourself a Morgan, you can find my Morgan. Yes, you can. On Instagram. Yes, you can. Do you want to tell them your Instagram handle? Morgan.Latham. And I'm going to put that in the resources underneath the episode notes description thingy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you guys can like send her messages. You can slide in yeah. her DM. Yeah. And if you guys like have questions even about faith, mm-hmm. like not because you're exploring it or, but just if you have questions, like I am so, that's the one thing that I like really love about what I do. I'm like, yeah, just ask me any question you have. Mm-hmm. Like no, no question is silly. No question is rude. I've had people be like, Hey, yeah. this is a really awkward question. Like you might, is it, it might be offensive. Mm-hmm. Do you mind if I ask you? I'm like, no, go for it. Just ask. Just ask. Because mm-hmm. there's nothing that's going to offend me. I'm like, I get it. Like, I thought all of those things yeah. that you're thinking. Mm-hmm. Literally. So <laughs> ask yes. away, my friends. Yes. If you guys have questions, reach out to Morgan on Instagram. And you can also send questions our way on uh, Gmail. You can send us an email at ask.letstalkaboutit at gmail.com. You can send us topic suggestions there, questions you have, um, any kind of feedback. You can leave us on iTunes. You can rate us or leave us a review and let us know what you're liking about the pod. Um, and then also Instagram. You can find us on Instagram at letstalkaboutit underscore podcast. But thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode and I hope it's been a helpful, touching one. I feel so touched and just more connected through this so i hope you guys feel that sense as well and um i'll be back next week yeah, you so. guys are the best we'll see you guys yep talk to you next time bye so how does it feel when you play roll up to win with tim hortons buy a hot or cold beverage using the tim's app and find out roll in the app for a chance to win prizes ranging from free coffee and donuts to a universal orlando resort vacation or a sweet car Oh, don't forget the TV. And this year, every roll is a shot at a $1,000 daily giveaway drawing for two $500 prizes. Roll up to win and get treated by Tim's. No purchase necessary. Account registration required. 50 U.S. and D.C. 18 plus entered by 4223. See rules at rolluptowin.com for free entry of full details. Void in Florida and where prohibited.